Money FM 89.3. Best of Drive Time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. I'm Elliot Danker, and in the spotlight today, social media. I hate social media. Says the guy with almost 7,000 followers on Instagram. Follow me, Elliot Danker. Uh, because it's taken over our lives, and that's the problem I have with it. But at the same time, you can't argue that you need social media. You, you can't argue that it's impossible to avoid being on a social media platform as part of your routine, as part of your day, right? So here's the interesting thing. How have government bodies in Singapore use such platforms to engage with the public since a lot of us are on social media? Well, Amplify has recently released its Singapore government social media 2022 in review. Now, the report highlights how 27 statutory boards and 16 ministries are leveraging leading social media channels, you know, the likes of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even YouTube, right, to communicate and engage with Singapore residents on a wide array of topics from things like uh, the environment, floods, public transportation, mental health, COVID-19 vaccination, just among the few. So which government body is the top performer in this front? For 2022. Well, on the line with me is Varun Sharma, who is Vice President APAC and Japan for Amplify. Good afternoon, Varun. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot for taking the time. You guys, a private uh, company headquartered in New York City. Love the place. Uh, you develop and market customer experience systems. And you've just released the Singapore Government Social Media 2022 in review report. What was the aim of this and, and how did you go about the survey? Okay, so the aim of the report was to provide insight in terms of how the Singapore government and statutory bodies are engaging with the audience. Actually, the insights from the report were basically Instagram as a channel is the most engaging platform for the public sector. And looking at the content which we found across all the social media networks, we found the majority of the content which was published by public sector profiles was on Twitter. And it had the least engagement rate, whereas the the data which was published on Instagram had the highest engagement rate per second year in a row. So the whole purpose is to ensure that the government is engaging with its audience in a more effective and an efficient manner. Right. What about, let, let's try and dive deeper. I mean, in sure. the share of content pieces versus interactions across platforms, which stand out for you? So. If you look at the content pieces versus the interactions, obviously you see uh, the maximum number of content pieces being shared on Twitter, whereas it drives the least engagement rate, which means that not probably the right channel for the Singapore government and the statutory bodies mm. to be posting a lot of content on Twitter. Whereas if you look at something like an Instagram, where the number of content which was shared was third highest, okay. whereas the engagement rate was substantially higher. So... That's the channel where they need to be engaging their audience with. Right. So would you say then, as far as 2022 is concerned, Instagram is the channel of choice? It is, absolutely. Right. Uh, I would say in Instagram is something which is working and it's the content format on Instagram which is making it work. Mm, yes, the content format. and it, Because at the end of the day, it's not. It, it works also because of the people who are consuming it. Um, keeping up with the public-wise, I mean, what can the public sector do to ensure that their campaigns stand out? I've seen some ministers uh, really get into the thick of uh, producing Instagram Reels. Uh, and that was a time where Instagram Reels was, uh, you know, highest on the algorithm. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, to be honest, it's the quality of content Ooh. which is produced mm. and developed and which, which is actually shared across the social channels. 
So one of the act, uh, aspect is the content piece. So the content piece, Vouch is that video still works as part of the social media campaigns. Okay. It has actually increased in popularities across all social media platforms and it holds the audience's attention for an extended period of time. Mm. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about uh, platform of choice, uh, platform appropriate uh, for the ministry to use. I want to try and get a little bit technical uh, attempt on my end. Now we see a day and age where people don't care so much about the amount of likes you're getting, not even the amount of comments. They're looking at meaningful interaction. Is there a ministry that is somehow figured out a way to do this? Well, actually, let me comment on three top-performing campaigns cool. from last year, cool. and which, which were run by Mindef and the Defence Arms, okay. uh, the National Parks Board, uh, there was a campaign which was City and Nature SG, and the NOH campaign around the booster and vaccination, which was Passion Made Possible, uh, as well as LTA, there will be more campaigns. Okay. So these were the campaigns which were the top performing campaigns and the ministries and the statutory bodies leveraged the whole technology very effectively. Right. Can we say then uh, which is the top performing ministry when it comes to social media? Uh, I would like to say that these were the five top performing bodies. So if you have to look at it in terms of the interactions, then I would go with MINDEF and the Defence Arms. That is interesting. It, it, that, that it's MINDEF and the Defence Arms, uh, could it be down to the fact that a lot of us males in Singapore have served national service, have a vested interest in that front? Or is it just the way they've approached their campaigns? Uh, I would say it has a lot to do with national service. So mm. one of the campaigns which was which drove the most interactions was NS55. Mm. Oh, so, which, okay. Uh, because a lot of uh, national servicemen had some vouchers to claim, probably one of the top reasons. Probably, yes. <laughs> okay, Varun. Uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, I find social media, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do find the if you use it right, it can be a very, very powerful tool. What about TikTok, though? It, is the public sector looking at it carefully? And, and I, I'm just to address the elephant in the room, I'm only bringing this up because of the amount of negative news surrounding data and TikTok. So our report looked at holistically at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay. And to be honest, an effective social strategy focuses on the social channels that best suit the brands and where audiences want to engage with. So currently, when it comes to TikTok, it's only allowed for use by public officers on a need-to basis, such as communication officers. Having said that, there are a few Singapore politicians known to be using TikTok, which includes our Deputy Prime Minister, Mr. Lawrence Wong, mm. as well as the Health Minister, Ong Ye Kung. Yeah, I was surprised that uh, you didn't mention the finance ministry much when you consider that their finance minister, Lawrence Wong, or our finance minister, is so active yeah. on social media. Yes, he is absolutely very active across all channels. Mm. Would, would that in itself, you know, as far as consumer behavior, uh, even these uh, government officials' behavior, could we talk a little bit about how that's changed with regard to social media, with regard to this need to stay relevant? I think so. One of the aspects which pandemic caused was the rapid digitalization and it changed the whole consumer trends and how customer expectations evolved. But today, uh, people use social media and messages for nearly everything from discovering new products, researching purchases, as well as receiving great service and support. And for brands to remain uh, relevant and succeed on social media, 
by meeting their audiences, that's where the bank, they want to engage, which is on social. Mm-hmm. And in Asia, if you realize, consumers rely heavily on social media, either to seek even customer support, rather than calling, uh, I would say, business call centers, hotlines, or even sending an email. They would like to send a DM on one of their, their preferred uh, social channels and expect a response. So in, in general, optimizing the whole customer experience is even more critical for brands as the markets evolve post-pandemic. That's also a bit about understanding social behavior as well, because I find it weird, but I have friends who respond faster on Instagram Messenger than over WhatsApp, which is weird. Exactly. It's the communication and the social channel of choice. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Varun, what about uh, emerging social media trends in the region that you foresee coming up in the next year or two? What's on your radar right now? I would say Singapore is obviously one of the most technology-developed countries in Southeast Asia. The faster internet connection and the convenience of social networks on a daily basis drives the growth of online content okay. in the region. Singaporeans spend well over two hours a day on social media and actually the gender split is equal 50-50 between male and female. One of the things which we had noticed is Asian consumers want to trust the brands where they buy from, this is more likely to happen from personal experiences than other customers where they can relate to. So one of the aspects where we see the trends going towards is the user-generated content. Mm. It builds the trust by giving consumer insights into what they can expect from a particular product or service. I want to get into uh, an issue that's been bothering me for some months right now and get your thoughts since you guys are are really, uh, you know, so vested in this particular region. I came across a celebrity who posted this on Instagram the other day. I miss the old Instagram. And she was referring to a time where a photograph on Instagram meant so much got so much sure. engagement. Now it's all about reels, moving pictures, and we all know, especially content creators, that Instagram is constantly changing that algorithm as to what gets the most engagement. What sure. are your thoughts on how this could affect ministries in this uh, in this conversation or brands in this conversation and how they have to constantly keep up with these changes in algorithm? It's a technical question, but I'll make it simpler here. Okay. I think so. The whole aspect around engagement will be driven by the quality of content. Oh. If you look at Instagram's popularity, it's there with a, a lot more younger generation. Yeah. So uh, I would say, based on one of the reports which we found, that the 65% of the younger generation prefers to be on Instagram or TikTok, 51%, whereas the Gen X uses a lot more of Facebook. And to be honest, it all depends on a visually appealing content, which mm. comes in the forms of reels, carousels, videos, and images. So from a brand or from a government or from a public se- sector perspective, it all boils down to the level of content which is being d- displayed on Instagram as well. Yeah, and I suppose with, with what you've just said, it really debunks, you know, social media is a real job. It's not just some hobby. That is for sure. I've been speaking with Varun Sharma, who is Vice President APAC and Japan for Amplify. I appreciate your time today. Uh, you take care and have a great Monday evening. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.